to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Featuring Amanda Keen and Kirsten Kotsian. The views, comments, statements, and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the official position of the Salvation Army. Hey, everybody. <laughs> What's Hi. up? We have guys. This is so cool. We yeah. have so many guests. There's yeah, so many people. Really, this is, and they're all over the place in the world. It it kind of reminds me of the Brady Bunch right now. Aren't there like three, nine? Is there nine squares in the Brady Bunch thing? The yeah. Brady Bunch. There's that one lady. The one in the, the one lady. Is she in the middle? Okay. Angel's doing really good at it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so welcome to the Barracks podcast. Um, we're so excited about our, our guests this evening or this morning whatever time you're listening (laughs) um but yeah so we're continuing with our our series of um we decided to call it flattening the learning curve that was Um, all curie because brilliant you know just using pop culture references um (laughs) and so what we're gonna do is i think if we can just maybe go ahead and like launch into everybody introducing themselves. Would that be okay, Amanda? Let's do it. So everyone is in a different location on their own screen. So let's start with Charlene and Darren. Okay. Charlene Young. Um, we're in St. Louis City. Um, I work at the divisional headquarters of um, DHQ at Midland Division. Yeah. As their strategic mission, mission integration administrator. It's a really long title sounds legit i don't even really know what it means but (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, i'm darren young and i work for an organization called young life it's a faith-based nonprofit. we do mentoring and outreach for adolescents and uh, the salvation army in st louis is a huge partner uh, to us so that's my affiliation with the salvation army Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Nathan and then Naomi. Cool. Uh, I'm, I'm Nathan Holt. Um, I, was, I was born and raised in, in this, the U.S., born in Wisconsin, raised in Michigan. Family's all from like Chicago area, but I've been in New Zealand since 2003. Um, did my officer training here in New Zealand. Met my wife here in New Zealand. Not in that order. Um, and then have been an officer. We're in our seventh year as officers. So uh, I'm currently serving at the divisional headquarters in Auckland, which is the northern division of New Zealand. New Zealand has four divisions. Um, it's New Zealand, Fiji, Tonga, Samoa territory. Um, and my roles are divisional youth secretary, um, divisional candidate secretary, and coordinator for emergency services. Wow. There's a few titles. Hi, I'm Naomi, married to Nathan. I am from New Zealand, so I might sound a little bit funny. Um, I also work at DHQ um, in the Northern Division of New Zealand with Nathan and do candidates and youth also, but I have another role in uh, spiritual life development. Yeah. Angel? Hi, I'm Angel Quirin. Um, I don't work in the Salvation Army, but I guess you could say I'm a second generation Salvationist. I've been attending the Algin Corps for goodness, 20 plus years. Wow. <laughs> Algin, Illinois. Um, so it's my home. It's the place that I love. And uh, there I'm the YPSM or the young person, Sergeant Major, if you're not familiar with this all, the terminology. Fantastic. That's awesome. Thanks, Angel. Uh, Justin. Yeah, my name's Justin Rose, and I'm Oh, Justin! Hi, Hi. Justin! <laughs> Yo, what up, J- Hey, Justin! Hey, hey! Hey! Uh, see you, man. Thank you. Nice to be seen. Uh, I am the English and Youth Pastor at Mayfair Community Church, which is a core in Chicago. Awesome. Um, and then John, and then Julie. Yeah, I'm uh, John Aaron, uh, major because I'm old. And uh, I am presently the administrator 
at the Salvation Army Adult Rehabilitation Center in Chicago, and a great opportunity for frontline mission, extremely busy at the present moment. My, my wife is probably a little bit more frontline and busy, yet she'll tell you about that. Uh, yeah, and uh, love, the, uh, love the Salvation Army and all the opportunities it's provided for me uh, in regards to my training as a uh, in faith and practice and uh, in my, my faith in Jesus Christ and practice that I exert as a result of that. And uh, a little bit of a musical kind of a guy on the side. Uh, again, learned it in the band room. So uh, glad to be amongst all you young people today. <laughs> Thank you. And then Julie. Yep. And I'm Julie. Um, and I am an ARC officer. I'm um, in charge of program at the ARC, we have a men's a men's center and a women's center, and um, six to twelve months uh, Christian based drug and alcohol rehabilitation, and it's the best ministry the Salvation Army has. Oh, that's awesome! Thank you, everybody. Thank you for being here. Um, it's super exciting because I think this is the most people we've had on one episode. And we're super excited to hear from everyone. So we're going to dive right in to the first question, um, which is this. As you look at today's Salvation Army, what do you perceive as um, being the new normal that's kind of been created over uh, this pandemic time? And anybody just pop in when you're ready. So many church services, right? Like yes. you can it's come Sunday and I can go to four or five different churches if I want to in one day. <laughs> it's like, and then I can watch even more throughout the week. So I am never without the word. I mean, I'm never without the word anyway, because right. the word, other people bringing the word, but it's nice. Everyone's got a different vibe and a different feel and uh, just the way that they present their version of the ministry. And it's very exciting. And you're just, if you're not feeling one, that's okay. You switch on to another one and even just around the world. And it's just very exciting. Like, it's like, um, I got my own time machine and I got my own TARDIS, right? The question was uh, new, the new normal. Is yes. that the question? Yep. What's okay. become the new yeah. normal? Yeah, yeah. Well, nothing is normal here. Uh, we've had um, 50 positive cases in the center, and uh, we've really been tasked with uh, re-identifying program components and um, making sure everyone is uh, safe, uh, protecting, trying to mitigate as, as best way as possible uh, the exposure to the virus here. And uh, serving, obviously, vulnerable adults. So we we just, nothing's been normal. We've just really had to focus on uh, essential things, very essential things, um, keeping people safe and uh, providing uh, the programming that's necessary. This is a very difficult time for people in recovery. Uh, that social networks, social supports are have been basically stripped and uh, people with mental health issues are really struggling. So, you know, the program needs are greater uh, with less program uh, personnel available and uh, it, yeah, a real, a real new normal. You know, the Discovery Bible uh, introduces you to what they refer to as an aorist tense. Uh, what was what is and what will be. And I guess I was slow in answering your question because I don't think we've become anything yet, but together, what a wonderful time in human history, uh, despite the tragedies that surround us, we are becoming together. We're approaching a, uh, we're approaching a, uh, um, <laughs> excuse if I go too far, but a new earth. And uh, we haven't, really seen it yet i don't know what's going to open up on the other side of this there are so many changes people without jobs people without the norms funerals that have been taken that have taken place without people hugging and encouraging uh so we 
we are journeying together. I'm not sure we have become anything yet. Yeah, we're we're in New Zealand, so it's a very different context for us. So, you know, like for those listeners who don't know anything about New Zealand, just watch the Lord of the Rings movies and you'll understand the vast majority of it. Um, just kidding. <laughs> And just kidding. Anyway, we look, we went on, we've been on full lockdown for five weeks. Um, and, and at that point, at the point of lockdown, the government banned any gatherings uh, of over, I think, 50 people at that time. And then it, it quickly just was like, hey, just don't get together at all. Um, so, so yeah, I think the, the new norm of the New Zealand Salvation Army has been trying to figure out what, what like, our our love of gathering and getting together and, and eventing and programming, like how do we function without that? And so that's, that's created a lot of new, new normals, but I think I'll, I'll echo uncle John there. I don't think we've gotten to it yet. Like, well, uh, we're looking at where you asked the question of like a new normal. Mm. And I think the current normal is wait is we're just waiting. Mm. So yes, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting phase for the Salvation Army in New Zealand. And I think the new normal right now is a very in-between time. Mm -hmm. So everything's kind of uncertain and everything's responsive, um, perhaps rather than planned. So uh, within um, our city here in New Zealand, which is the biggest city in New Zealand, the, the need for food has just skyrocketed. And mm. so the biggest response that the Salvation Army is providing right now is just handing out food parcels and centres are having to work together. Um, they've come together into hubs to be able to meet the need. The demand is twice what it usually is. Um, and so it's a very uh, just get things out there kind of normal at the moment. And everyone's anticipating that that's going to be for a time, but it, it's then going to change again as we come towards the end of being in lockdown and people not being able to work. So it's this in-between strange, not sure what things are going to move into, but just responding to whatever's going on in the moment in some ways in our response to things. Yeah. I think we've also adapted quick, quicker than I've expected. Um, I'm not a Salvationist. I did not grow up in the Salvation Army. So I hope this isn't costing my job, but <laughs> um, a lot of the times in program, like it takes a really long time to get certain things approved or um, our presence in social media is not really there, but we've taken and we've kind of taken for granted the resources that were available for free, like Facebook or going live with our church services. So now that we're live, we have given opportunity for people who have never stepped foot in a Salvation Army church before to be a part of our church service, or people who were Salvationists before and are no longer able-bodied to come to church, or they've been, um, they may, they feel uncomfortable coming into church again, are possibly considering attending church services in the comfort of their home. So, um, I think that's something, um, that's new, but it happened really quickly. Now, um, DHQ has a resource of being able to live stream. Like now we know how to do that. Now we know how to put captioning on our videos so that people who cannot hear can actually watch church services. Mm -hmm. um, just, just in that way, we've created a new normal for our division or for the course. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo that one as well. Like the... So I'm on, we're, Naomi and I are at divisional headquarters in Auckland and we, I'm on 12 different boards through my three appointments. Um, and what we found is like within the first two weeks of lockdown, we were just ripping stuff through, like process was just happening. And yeah. we all had this conversation at one point where we were like, what was stopping us before? <laughs> like what right. was going on? And yep. why are we so like, I'll just, if I need to talk to somebody, I'll just call them. Whereas before I'd like walk down the hall and be like, oh no, they're busy. You know, I'd walk away and and it would take us like two weeks to walk, you know, the courage to walk down that hallway. Whereas now I'm just like, hey, is this okay? And they text back, they're like, yep. And they were like, well, now what do we do at our next meeting? Like, what are we supposed to? So yeah, it's been this weird, like, I'm not sure what our problem was before, but now that we don't have those weird things, we just get stuff done. <laughs> 
fancy how that works. <laughs> if I can piggyback a little bit, um, I'm like slightly like pessimistic and cynical by nature. So I like love you, Justin. Thank you. Hey, oh, hey, so, Justin. Oh, look. Oh, it's me. It's Justin. Oh, hey. I'm here. Um, but I think that it's been really interesting to see just kind of piggybacking on you guys, like how we've been able just to like get rid of some of the junk that was wasting a lot of our time and how we can like right now we're focusing on the things that are true to salvationism, you know, and um, it's really interesting how right now we're kind of making first, like kind of doing first things first and not really doing some of the other stuff. And I was in a meeting last week and one of the people said something really interesting. They said um, that right now is like a very uh, special time in history where we can actually like reset, like hit a reset button kind of when it comes to our churches and our um, organizations, because nothing's going to be the same after this. And we can use this time, um, you know, with all the tragedy that's around it, but we can use this time to actually assess what works and what doesn't work. And my cynical side is a little fearful that the army won't do that. But my idealistic side, which because I am a salvationist, I'm very idealistic. My idealist side is like, oh, hey, like right now we can just hit the reset button and get back to the things that matter. Um, so I think the new normal is going to be very salvo-y, very salvationist. Like we're just kind of let's get back to things that, you know, because our core is serving four times as many people in social services as we did before. Yeah. And we're like running out of food and we are like, it's, it's crazy. And um, we're just kind of getting back to our heart a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It is really good. I keep seeing, I wish you guys could all, all the listeners see Angel's reaction as people are talking. <laughs> She's just like it's so crazy. excited. She's like, yeah, it's so it is. It's so exciting. Cause I get it. Like Justin is talking and I'm like, yes, I'm feeling it. And I'm seeing it. And is anyone else just seeing the Salvation Army as being more visible? than it's been in such a long time. And it's such a funny thing. And I was talking to my husband about this because I think sometimes we'll shy away from what, from being in the limelight because we don't want it to be a tooting our own horn or a I'm doing this to get the recognition. But at the same time, especially like for, I'm sure in your communities too, but you know, our core is right here in downtown Elgin. And most of the people don't know it's there. And so until it's Christmas time, they don't realize it unless they attend music programs or if they come for the food distribution on Saturdays, they don't realize that it's there. And now, like Justin said, just more and more people are coming and needing services. And that's something that it's just that beacon of light. And it's just very exciting. And you just get all just jazz, but I do, I, I hope, and I'm just praying that then that momentum keep going forward, you know, far into the future. Yeah. Now, Theron didn't get a chance to answer the question. If he had to walk <laughs> out of the room. Now we're singling him out. Ooh, How embarrassing. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Darren, so we're, we're just kind of talking about new normal. Um, and Darren has a unique, um, I think perspective because of the work that he's doing and Charlene are doing in partnership with the Salvation Army through Young Life. So feel free to kind of bring in that Young Life tie of, you know, what do you see as something maybe that's starting to, to begin as a new normal in your ministry? Oops, sorry. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, we're live. Live. Um, hey guys, uh, man, new normal. Um, just first and foremost, what a crazy, interesting time we're in. I think everybody's trying to figure out what the, the new normal is, and I think that's exactly where we are. Uh, maybe some trends that I've seen uh, in the ministry as it relates to what we do in partnership with the Salvation Army is. Um, Obviously, we're no longer able to meet in a building, um, and that is that's very challenging. Um, so, what this what Young Life is trying to do is we're trying to meet kids um, virtually, 
um, calling them over the phone, uh, dropping care packages off at their house, um, doing whatever we can to stay in contact. Um, and I think the Salvation Army is kind of meeting us at a place where uh, now the Salvation Army is being kind of used as a hub uh, for the other resources that students need uh, through social services, where it, kids tend to see the Salvation Army and Young Life as kind of one entity or one thing. Um, you know, they'll say, oh, the Young Life building, as opposed to the Salvation Army. And um, you know, I mean, that may be good. I, I think there's some pros and cons to that, that kids, you know, might see it the same, um, but might not. But what I do know is, um, the Salvation Army has tons of resources that most nonprofits and most churches do not have. Um, and the reason what drove us to, to even establish a partnership with our local core is the fact that there were so many extra resources that the army had a gymnasium a commercial kitchen social services department youth department center uh, church on sundays and we were meeting previously before the salvation army we were meeting in the basement of a, of a local church um but i really see the salvation army as kind of the the center point of everything in the neighborhood no 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 you um, and it really is a community Yay. center um all right. Uh, and, and I really want to see it grow and thrive and be a place where kids and families and adults can come to. So it's it's been good to see um, some of our families and some of our students actually going to the Salvation Army to um, utilize some of the resources that are there, uh, that have been there for years. Um, and it's my hope that uh, through through those uh, avenues they can be introduced to church on a Sunday morning or, you know, youth programming that happens on a Wednesday night, um, you know, and vice versa. So. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Baby. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, no, no, no. I'm just, yeah. Well, I'm kind of thinking of question two, but I'm just thinking maybe a, a bit of a new direction because what, what we're hearing here, I think for most of you, is that we're still in this process of creating a new normal, right? That's kind of what we're, what, where we're landing. Um, so I, I want to just tweak the question. I'm sorry, the next question a little bit. Uh, but looking at your ministry, so where you find yourself, whether that's DHQ, CORE, Local Leader, ARC, um, in this partnership, um, Looking at your ministry, what are the things that are starting to like to grow, right? We're in spring. I lose sight of that because of all the crazy, but there's things that are starting to grow, right? So what are these things in your ministry that are growing that are bringing you a lot of hope and like stirring stuff up in you um, for hope in the future, like beyond this in the Salvation Army? Can you identify some of those things? that you're seeing in your ministry. Does that question make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, so not to be that guy, but I'm just gonna the whole time. So we're in New Zealand, so we're upside down and we're actually in autumn. Um, Ooh. So we're- Oh, he, oh so he's your that question, guy. <laughs> your question is completely irrelevant. So, <laughs> so thank you. And no, that's where I exit. It's been fun, people. And yeah, see you later. Good, good job. Oh, hey, Justin. Hey. Um, Nathan, you've become so Kiwi. They call it fall, not autumn. I know they call it fall, but I'm trying to speak to our Kiwi audience. <laughs> so we don't call it fall here because we don't have the mass falling of the leaves that other that America does. So when, when I say, like, I first moved here and I was like, oh, it's fall. And they're like, why would you call it that? What's you okay? Um, anyway, so I, I, I like to answer your question. I think it's something Justin said is he when he said like it's it's an opportunity to get back to the things that are true to salvationism. And I think it's like what we're seeing happen is that we're we're seeing a mass like 
we can't invest in corporate gatherings and we can't invest in corporate events right now. So what does it mean to do discipleship and what does it mean to do to to invest? And what we're seeing is this mass turn to just being willing to call somebody up mm-hmm. and just like a, the personal touch of, you know, like I know in, in Western Christianity, we have this huge fear of individualism, but I, I would suggest we our fear of it has meant that we fully embraced it anyway, and we just aren't willing to admit it. Um, and I don't think individualism is something to be scared of when we realize that like the, the reaching out to that one person is the difference maker. Um, and I know Julie and John can, can speak to it, like in things like addiction recovery and, and in things like youth development and all those things, like we all know that that one-on-one conversation is going to be 10 times the impact than the corporate gatherings, no matter how cool the corporate gatherings are. And so it's this opportunity to let the, for us in the Southern hemisphere, let the, the excess fall from the trees and not actually pick it up and try to glue it back on. And I think we're at that choice point where we either get to, and it's what Jess was talking about, like we either get to go, we can hit reset and actually choose the things we want to be going forward, or we can just double down on what we always did. Um, and there's a real choice point for me. So I think the whole, like, what's the new normal going to look like? It's, it's actually our choice. We get to pick it. Um, and if we're not, if we're not being conscious of that decision, we're just going to default to what we know and what we're comfortable with. But it's what we're seeing is like this mass investment in the personal, in, in the people. And we're also seeing, I know from my position, like the amount of work we're doing with other organizations and with local government and with councils and regions. And like, we're having to work with all these things and there's this true authentic collaboration, not a token one, Mm -hmm. um, which is bringing up so much in communities, you know, like there's all these people and it's that, it's that old salvation mentality of you see somebody walking down the street, you know, they've walked in the shoes you've walked in and there's the camaraderie that's created. And we actually have that, wider than the Salvation Army right now in our communities. Um, and the final thing we have is it's that that old school Salvation Army mentality, which I desperately love for us to recapture of when the world goes, oh, everything's bad. Who's going to help? The first people up are the Salvationists. We're like, we'll do it. Like, we'll help. We'll, I'll, I'll go. Um, and so for me, like, if we could recapture, and I think, again, it's that decision point. We either get to choose to double down on that stuff, the stuff that God really set us up for, or we double down on what we've always been comfortable with. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the, the new norm is our choice. So in our department at DHQ, I'm sorry, Julie, did you want to go? Oh, oh, Angela, I don't know who said that. <laughs> um, but um, the way we are collecting data for Sunday morning I really hope that it's a new norm that sticks. Um, Like now we're seeing that you don't actually have to be bodies in the church, the physical presence of a church to be, to attend a Sunday Sabbath or a Sunday service. And what does that really look like for us, for our data, for our numbers? Um, So in my department, the program department, we're really big on the numbers. And what I actually do is data analytics and visualization. So I take all the information from the Midland division and put that on and figure out what the trends are, figure out where our growth areas are and blah, 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 blah. But like, it's really hard to do that when um, there's gaps in the data or we can't, we're looking at maybe majority of people come to a Bible study or some sort of Sunday service on a Wednesday and it's not counted on whatever. Um, so I think just this just puts together like all that information and allows us to think bigger than just 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. or whatever, however we collect that Sunday morning attendance. And, I, and it, it's good. It's good that we're doing that. Good. I think for me, um, I really feel like um, I have this new sense of um, we really do need each other. Hmm. Um Uh, Our beneficiaries that have been in this building for probably going on, what, six weeks now, John? About that. Uh, You know, 
totally locked into this building. Nobody comes in, nobody goes out. It's just a real force of we really do need each other. And you really, you really focus on true need and people share with each other at a gut level that I've not ever experienced before. Now, part of that is out of fear, you know, so we're always dealing with that. But that's also caused other emotions to surface and other um, self-defeating learned behaviors to really, uh, really, really come out and uh, get dealt with. And as well... (laughs) Internally, I think you said this too, Nathan, externally, there are so many agencies and organizations working together. What do you need? What can we do? Uh, What's up for today? Um, Let's get together and dissect our day and, and see what's up. You know, you need a donation. I got it. You need food. Here you go. It's just, I've, it's it's just a really cool feel to have this working together and this sense of we really do need each other, and it shows. That's good. That's really good insight. Look, who's next? It's just all so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love Angel so much. She is the literal best over here. She's just—I don't know. She's crying. She's laughing. She's doing both. <laughs> right oh my gosh can we talk about that for a minute oh man it's just so good hold on plug together (laughs) at least i can't understand what you're saying i've cried so many times on this podcast you're good (laughs) i've cried once (laughs) (laughs) i learned cries every time laughing at amanda crying those are the good ones (laughs) (laughs) um it's just so good. Everything that you're that we're hearing right now is just so reassuring. And, and that's what I'm seeing too. Um, this has been hard because I'm, while I'm an introvert person, I'm also, I feed on the interactions of camaraderie. And so having Sundays or what I've been seeing is, So we recently got started a a branch of adult Sunday school class. We call it the quote unquote younger adult Sunday school class, (laughs) which is really just however you feel. If you feel like you want to be in our class, you're welcome. But it's just been very good to see that when the shut-in started and we weren't going to be able to visit to see each other on Sundays, it would be so easy for any of the normal attendees to not come to a Zoom meeting and to not show up. And when you send out your first invite, you're like, okay, maybe they'll be there. Maybe they won't. Maybe it'll just be me and one other person. And I don't know. And and then you just see the screens pop up and everyone's there and they don't have to be there, but they want to be there. And it's just been so reassuring. And it's hard sometimes too, because we can get distracted a little easier by things when we're in our own home and our phones are there. And, but everyone's there and everyone's listening and that time constraint is gone. You know, you're not having to, okay, we've got an hour, which really less than an hour. So we got like 45 minutes. We still got to watch the video and get through the whole lesson and answer the questions. And we're, we, our Sundays have been going for like two hours. <laughs> Just talking and catching up and how are you and how are you doing and how are you coping? And um, we've been learning about each other's coping mechanisms. And so then you check in, like some people like to bake. And I'm like, so what'd you bake this week? (laughs) How did it come out? Was it good? Or, you know, what did you buy on Amazon this week? Or (laughs) (laughs) mine this week was a ukulele. So Amanda, okay. (laughs) But it's just... I, that's something for me that I hope continues on. Oh, I think I'm jumping questions. No, it's okay. Okay. But that I just, I hope continues on is that, you know, obviously on Sundays there will probably still be a time constraint, but that there's enough people that enjoy that, that want that maybe another day of the week 
or if the Zoom meetings make it easier to do that, then that we just keep doing that. But just that people want to be with each other and knowing what's going on in each other's lives because it's so easy to not do that for the days to go by so quickly. And that's just been something really beautiful and wonderful. And, and I think it was Nathan who had mentioned just reaching out to people who aren't coming to our church and leaving it open in, in our um, Facebook group that we have, that it's inviting people who don't normally come to our core, but maybe they, there's gonna, they're going to see a message that sticks out to them and they needed to hear that. Or maybe they just some Sunday want to listen in on the Zoom meeting and that's okay, but there's no obligation. And it's just very exciting. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's those um, blessings and uh, the, the roses and the thorns, right? Mm-hmm. yeah thanks angel it's just good it's all good mm-hmm. <laughs> my wife um gave a really awesome presentation this week for our division about young adults and it was really awesome because she like what's awesome about my wife is like she'll read a bunch of books and then is really good at telling you what you need to know so like you don't have to read the book which is awesome <laughs> um, but she gave this presentation about young adults And one of the things that stuck out to me is that um, for Gen Z and millennials, because they're on their phones, they're actually consuming a lot of um, spiritual material. So there's actually, I think it's almost 600 hours a year that these young people are actually, like devout Christians are actually consuming online. And like, for me as an older millennial, I'm not consuming (laughs) that much spiritual material online. Um, but it's really interesting to me that like, cause I always feel like, oh, who's watching those videos that I'm posting, but they are, or like, who's reading that blog post? Like they are like, they're actually consuming a lot of this online spiritual content. Um, and I think that that's something that the Salvation Army could excel at. Um, something that we're getting good at, as you guys have kind of been saying, we're getting better at that over the last couple weeks, last couple months. Um, but that's an encouraging thing to me. Um, and my kid's about to start screaming, so I'm gonna mute myself. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, hey, was that Justin? It's really exciting to see Justin. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, Justin's the best. He's so good. <laughs> That's good. Anybody want to add anything else to that? I think as well from a um, like a divisional perspective of. Um, with being at New Zealand being like right now only those doing essential work can be working out in the community. Um, those of us from the division, some of us are being redeployed and things, but if we've got kids at home, we can't always be out. Um, so we're at home and all we can really do is support those who are out there really doing the work. And so it's brought this focus away, you know, all these events that have been cancelled and things that we're usually putting on for people and instead having to go, how can I support you to do what you do and to do it well? Um, And I I would like to see more of that instead of going, what do we have that you need to come to of going to our ground workers, our people who are directly with the people and being innovative and saying how can we support you to be innovative to do what you need to do mm-hmm. um yeah yeah <laughs> i like looking that, at curie because i'm that like was, that was a good one that was good that was good that, what it was good this is man it's really cool to hear um i don't know i'm just encouraged you know, as everybody's kind of talking about their context and the things that they're seeing. Um, and I feel like, you know, as a officer in a city, um, at a core level, uh, I'm seeing a lot of the same stuff. Um, such cool, like, and that's, I can't remember who said it, but probably a couple people, but such cool, collaboration like it's like before everybody was kind of doing their own thing you know in the city they're like oh yeah we're doing this you're you're doing this well like every once in a while like we'll refer someone to someone else um but for the last like five weeks um there's been like six to eight community agencies and us being one of them 
who's been trying to figure out um, a, a homeless shelter for those who have tested positive for COVID-19 but are not critical. And they're looking at the Salvation Army to be that place. And I'm just like, yes, like, yes, take our place, like, do whatever you want, you know, because it's, we're identifying true needs, right? And not just like programming and trying to fit people into programs, like we're identifying true needs, and like getting to the heart of like, why we're doing what we're doing, right? Um, And now it's not like, I don't care who gets the credit, like nobody cares who gets the credit, we just care that there's someone who identifies as homeless and is sick has a place to recover, you know, and that's good stuff. Like that's, that's exciting stuff. I think there's, there's some to be said for, so in my emergency services roles, I, I'm on conference calls two or three days a week with, with our Northland regional council and our Auckland, um, Auckland council. And, and every time I've been on those calls, so this is my second year in the appointment, when we're not in emergency mode, it there's always an underlying political tension. There's always an underlying like turf war that goes on with any of these conversations. And it's never said out loud, but it, there's all you you feel it. But as soon as as soon as we went to emergency mode, we don't have time for those games. And everybody knows it. Yeah. And so we stop playing it. Like we everybody across the board just stops playing those games. And there's no one trying to like be like, oh, that's my job. Don't do it. Um, like people are just like, we'll go. Like we'll help. And so we found that I found that with working with government and working with local agencies, there's nobody playing those dumb games. And it's similar within the organization as well. Is we have far less tolerance of those games when we're at war. And like I think there's something to be said about being a salvationist. Like we're we're not actually very good at peace. Like we're not good at when there's when there's not a a battle to fight. And sorry that I'm using like overt militant language, but we are the Salvation Army. Like right. historically, we've always been at our best when we're mm. when we're fighting a legitimate battle. Mm. And we're not great when we're not. Um and I think we're seeing that right now is we're seeing like we just come together and we're more than happy to work with anybody as long as we get the job done. And that's, it's what you're talking about. Amanda is like, there's an issue. We'll, we'll help solve it. We're in normal circumstances. We'd probably be very protective of that building. And we'd probably be like, Nope, health and safety says no way. Whereas under this circumstance, people are like, well, you know what, let's make it work. Hmm. Well, go ahead. Oh, so I think that kind of segues because I'm like, hearing that and thinking like, oh, I want to keep that, you know, in the next normal. Um, So maybe like we can go kind of move into that final question for tonight of like, we've kind of talked about what things look like right now and how we're in the middle of this flux, like where everything's kind of all bets are off of like what's happening. Um, And then there's ways that we're seeing ourselves and our organization and whatnot um, adapting to what's happening around us. Um, so like what parts of that do you want to carry into the, the next normal? <laughs> yeah, I kind of am like seeing this. I'm just going to share the visual because it came to my head. Just like Nathan was talking a lot about the um, military verbiage or whatever. So I just like see everybody like carrying around or like waving a flag, you know? So the question, uh, uh, the question brings up this image, like what, what's the flag that you're waving? You know, like what's the thing that you're like, yep, I'm taking this with no matter what, like, I don't know. I just, it was a fun visual. So as Kiri was saying, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, what's that thing that we're going to carry with us? What's your flag? What's, what's your flag, flag look like? Let's get some pictures up here. Yes. Please create the flag. <laughs> <laughs> Angel's creating it. Um, my, I'm, I've been on this like trend of trying to make little statements for all my philosophies and values um, and it's this idea of always being armed with what what you believe in and 
And so I think if I was to sum up the three things that I would want to take into the new normal, one would be the I'll go mentality. And it's what we talked about throughout of like, when there's trouble, I'd love it if, if the Salvation Army, like if every soldier was the first to stand up and be like, I'll go. And like, so that mentality, the I'll go mentality, I'll help, um, that kind of thing. The second one would be the, like, let's just get the job done mentality. And so that's that collaboration. Like we're all of a sudden willing to, willing to like, ignore minutes or willing to go, Hey, we made this policy. We can change this policy to make this work. We're willing to ignore certain things to be like, we can get the job done and we can still do it safely and we can still do it legally and we can still, you know, go about it, but we got to get the job done and, and who's with me kind of thing. Um, and then I think the third one would be, we've, we've been forced to abandon our buildings. So the only choice we have is to reach out. And for so long, we've been so comfortable in trying to get people to come in. But under this lockdown, like, I got no choice. I got to go. So if I want to talk to somebody, I got to reach out to them. If I, and, you know, and it's not outreach in the sense we've used it in, I, you know, the, the, um, the big hand going and just grabbing a passerby and dragging them in. It's not that. It's actually me taking myself out of my comfortable situations and going and just like, how are you, Amanda? How are you, Angel? Like, how are you guys doing? Um, oh, Ju oh, Justin's here. Look, how are you, Justin? And then, you know, being like that. And I, so I think those would be my flag. Um, the I'll go, the get the job done, and the truly reaching out and truly investing. Yeah, absolutely. I can, uh, yes, all of that. I think my word, and I was trying to imagine how I would draw it on a flag, but I, the word that is coming to me is constraints and it's just removing those constraints. So if you have the building and it's taking down the wall of that building and now it's just open space, it's having, you think of time constraints and the clock being a circle and just breaking that circle open and being like, let's just open up the time and, you know, the using our building for something, well, we can't use it for that. And it's like, well, let's just do it anyway. But seeing to stop letting like, oh, well, let's, let's do a pro and con list. Like, let's just do it. Let's do it. And, and if, if, if God wants it to be done, it's going to be done. We say that all the time, right? Like he'll close the door. If it's going to be closed, then another one will be open. But do we, do we trust that? Do we trust to, to move and to reach out and to talk to somebody and, and not to, I love that drag, reach out and drag them into the building. We don't want to drag people into the building, but we want to go to them where they are, meet them where they're at and just share. And we don't need a building around us to do that. It's, I love what you said. Take take the buildings away because they're just buildings. The church, we are the church. I've been thinking a lot about rest. Like I know that we've been talking a lot about work, but uh, I've been thinking a lot about rest too. Courtney and I have been talking about like, what does it look for? What does it look like for us just to kind of like take a break right now? <laughs> Um, like everyone's like, oh, you got to stay creative during lockdown. Like make, write that book you never wrote before. And it's like, no, maybe you just go to sleep for a little bit. <laughs> like you're crazy. Take a nap. Um, but I've been thinking like about how, like, um, in the Bible, like every seventh year, they're supposed to let the ground be fallow, you know? So like every seven years, the field, you don't plant any seeds. You just let it rest. Um, and I'm wondering what it looks like for us to kind of like rest on some stuff, just like chill, mm -hmm. just like chill out. Like, what do we need to chill on? And I think that that's the um, next normal because, you know, like when when we do everything, we don't do the things, the things we should be doing. We're not necessarily doing them that good. Um, you know, like let's put way more resources in ARC because that's the best thing that we got. <laughs> you know, like that's that's what we're good at. Let's do that. Um, uh, I'm not going to say what we're bad at, but um, maybe 
maybe we need to be thinking not just about work, but also about rest because we're really good at working. We're like so good at working since the time I was born. I've been taught like you just work, you serve. We are saved to serve. Don't stop. Um, but now we're forced to stop. And so like, no. what do we do? We've like, no, 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 we don't know who we are right now because we're not. Yeah, we were taking it. Oh, well, my uh, email <laughs> signature uh, was developed at a point in my life where um, uh, things probably weren't going is in the direction that uh, either I or God would have wanted them to go. And um, <clears throat> those of you who know my esteemed father-in-law, Eugene Anderson, um, when I was confessing to him uh, my uh, my shortcomings, <laughs> he sat in his typical way and rubbed his head and says, all right, well, can, can we just kind of move on now? And I developed that uh, saying that's at the bottom of all my emails onward. And uh, that's my that's my flag. That's my banner. Um, we are moving on into unprecedented t uh, uh, times where nothing is, is really defined. Um, in my role as an ARC administrator, I do a lot of business. <laughs> and uh, I don't apologize for that because uh, the stewardship and the way we treat uh, what we refer to as us, them, and the world, uh, being our employees, our beneficiaries, and our world service obligation, um, we, we, I feel quite confident that the ARC is, is pretty close to God's heart. Um, and as we move out of, this, out of these times where we're moving into 30% um, unemployment in, in our neighborhoods, and <laughs> as we move into all kinds of small businesses that will not return and people who will be looking for direction. And as I think of our 600 plus employees whose uh, sick time and vacation time is running out, um, uh, uh, it's, it's an exciting opportunity on the horizon uh, for the Salvation Army to care for me as an administrator to invest everything I have uh, in, in, into their welfare. Uh, the employees, and uh, I, I'm sorry, my wife runs the program. So uh, although I am there for breakfast and chapel services, my employees who are, are the tentacles of my ministry, they come before the beneficiaries in my eyes. My wife runs the program, beneficiaries come first. And that's the way I think God intended it for this couple. But anyhow, onward into a, a future that only God knows. Um, uh, maybe a 63-year-old guy could re could uh, reference that song. I don't know what the future holds, but I do know him who holds the future. So onward is, is what's on my flag. Somebody please say something quick. <laughs> <laughs> Did he speak too long? Is he too old? What's going on? No, we're th we're thinking. <laughs> we're ruminating. We're just letting it. We're just letting it ruminate like a good coffee. I think like something Justin said made me think of years ago. I Naomi and I, our first appointment was we planted a core um, in the South Island of New Zealand, and I remember in preparation for that, asking myself the question of if in if we planted the core and in five years' time just had to shut it down would the community mourn the loss? You know, so like, would anybody even know we were there? Would would anybody mourn the loss of the Salvation Army moving on from that place? And I think that's just, I've carried that with me. Like if the Salvation Army just ran out of money, we shut down, would anybody mourn the loss? And for me, that's a reminder that, like I gotta make sure that I'm doing the things that are impactful and not, not doing the things that aren't and not killing myself trying to trying to do things that when when all said and done nobody's going to mourn the loss of it and it's what justin was saying like having the time to just sit and rest and be patient and just let things that are supposed to die die and i don't mean that in as morbid as it sounded but um yeah it's like what what would we what would we really be sad about if we lost it so nathan i'm kind of interested uh just to digress a little bit i I'll bet you if you pulled a knob on that thing you're sitting in, you could probably go see the future. What 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 are you, what are you sitting in there, Nate? It's um, it's a really comfortable chair. I'll do. I'll back up. No one on the no one listening can see it, but it's like a red and black leather chair. Man, you're like Captain Kirk, 2020. Well, I yep, 
I am, but no, it is very, it's very comfortable. You know, it gives me good lumbar support and um, I don't even know where my lumbar is, but it's well supported for sure. Fantastic. Are we going to have a link to that chair in the, in just, the, in yeah, the show we'll, notes? Don't forget where to donate it next year, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll send it on over. Right. <laughs> Wait, something. I'm sorry, happened. I did that to your podcast. I don't know what just happened. Sorry, is it still recording? Okay. Yeah, it's it's still recording. Definitely. I Am think I everyone's doing? picture just moved. Because <laughs> I left. I don't know what happened. You guys, young people, it's ten o'clock. I gotta go to bed. <laughs> sorry. Okay, Wait, so it's it's everybody's bedtime, people. But it's everybody's bedtime. But we haven't heard. We haven't heard from everybody yet. I it's three I'm, in the afternoon. In yeah, can I listen to the broadcast? I got to go to bed. Will you excuse me? <laughs> oh, uh, sure. You, 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 I love you all. John. Thank you for including uh, <laughs> Uncle John in your presentation today. New Zealand and St. Louis and Elgin and Green Bay. Fantastic. What a what a wonderful group. Okay, I got to go. Okay. Up, John? All right. Thank you for including me. Catch you later, man. Um. But anyway, so bring, this is what happens when we have so many people on here. It's just like a free <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> um, so let's, let's kind of move toward wrapping up. But we do want to hear from everyone who wants to, you know, to, to answer that question. So um, if there's any kind of closing thoughts on that, um, things now that I've forgotten the question. <laughs> uh, what, flag, what does your flag look like? What's your flag look like, people? What are you taking with you? <laughs> in this new normal. <laughs> or it could be a bag also. It could be a nice tote bag. Mm-hmm. Like what's in that tote bag? <laughs> Carrie, do you have anything? I mean, you're at the croc. It's a different um it's a different perspective. Oh, that's, yeah, it's different. Um, I have, I, I feel like pretty much everything everyone's been saying so far, like some of the stuff that really resonated for me was like kind of feeling like everything has more meaning. Um, everything makes sense right now. Um, and like, I think I cry more right now and I feel more lonely, but everything that I'm actually doing seems to be meaningful. Um, so there's, it's kind of like a very strange time. But like, I feel like I'm on adrenaline all the time. Yeah. Too many Red Bulls. You should back off. I don't know. That's just what, this is what happens when we're recording past seven o'clock. That's what time? 10, is seven, it 10 7 p.m. It's after 7 p.m. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. Everybody, you're awesome. Thank you so much um, for being on here and just kind of sharing. And I feel like there's a lot more that we can kind of sit and talk about. Um, mm -hmm. If we had hours to do this, we could. Uh, but thank you for being here. And yeah. um, I think it's everybody listening, like just keep, you know, dreaming and having visions for the army and, and what it could be. Um, like it is, it is a really cool time. Like this is, this is really cool. It has some really pretty sucky points, but overall, like this is, it's exciting, uh, what could come, um, and what will come. And, um, so yeah, thank you all for sharing your hearts about, um, ministry and uh your dreams for the salvation army so okay kiri any final thoughts you good um, yep that's a no okay everybody thank you <laughs> peace thank you bye thank you everybody we appreciate you get some rest yeah naomi and nathan stay up don't go to bed see ya <laughs> bye bye Bye. Bye.